Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Little Women. We are three best friends who wanted to create a platform to communicate with an audience similar to our age, teenagers. We discuss relevant topics from significant movements to simple teenage issues that feel like the end of the world. Be on the lookout for our special guest episodes to hear about all the different kinds of people who have taken their time to not only educate us, but also you guys, giving an endearing insight into their lives. In today's episode, we spoke to independent queer musician Millie Milner. This conversation was really insightful. We learned about how Millie began as a musician, the struggles and boundaries independent artists have to overcome when trying to launch a career in this industry, how to remain creative and original in terms of songwriting and producing music. Not only this, but we also touched on how Millie has incorporated their identity into their music and how they have created a social media platform that brings awareness to issues regarding the queer community, and one that also helps younger people who are questioning their sexuality. We learned a lot from this conversation, and we hope you all enjoy listening to it. Don't forget to check out the links in our description to find Millie and their music. Hi Millie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So we're just going to get straight on into some questions. So firstly, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and tell our listeners about what you do and who you are. Hi, my name's Millie Milner and I'm an independent queer musician. I'm based in West Yorkshire. Lovely. So our first question to you is, what is one thing you are loving right now? Anything? Podcasts, actually. Um, (laughs) No way! (laughs) I've been listening to a lot more it's a really good way to get off your screen and just listen to something I like listening to them in the bath so that I'm not looking at (laughs) yeah do you have any like particular favorites or is it just podcasts in general the Rose and Rosie podcast about having a baby is brilliant it's really cool watching like lesbian women having a kid and kind of being like wow I'll be doing that one day so it's fine yeah I think I remember watching them on YouTube like back in the day but I don't know if that's the same people but I think (laughs) um so next question is who is your biggest inspiration um it's has been and always will be my granddad he's not here anymore but he's still my biggest inspiration and he just I found some old pictures of him as a kid the other day I was just like wow he's so cool (laughs) (laughs) oh Um, And finally, what is one piece of advice you have for teenagers right now who are unsure on what they want to do with their lives? Try as many things out as you can because you're still young, you've got plenty of time and you don't have to stay doing the same thing forever. So just get all the experience in everything you can. So where did your love for music begin? Um, It's always been there. I've always been musical, singing and dancing around the house, no matter how bad it was. Um, <laughs> as I got into my early teens, it sort of developed and I started to take it a bit more seriously. And now it's what I do for my career and what I'm studying. So it's really good fun. Yeah. So you said like in your teens, you've, you've always loved music. Um, when did you decide that you wanted it to be like a potential career opportunity and wanted to take it further? Um, in my early mid-teens I thought oh I'm actually decent at this maybe I'll be like a music teacher and as I gradually started to perform more I thought I should give it a shot on actually being a performer so that's what I've been pursuing for a few years now. 
That's amazing. But did you ever find it difficult? Like when you initially began, as much as you enjoyed it, was there ever this fear that you weren't going to get noticed or that it was never going to leave your bedroom or did that never really bother you? When I first started, I wasn't really making music for other people. I was putting it out, but it was more just because I enjoyed it. And now my little motto is, I don't care if it's one person listening or a million people listening, as long as that one person enjoys it, that's all that matters. Oh, that's a really good way of seeing it, actually. And it keeps you motivated for that one person. I'm sure it's not just one for you, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the biggest challenges you face as a musician trying to make it into the industry? The lack of payment. Um, <laughs> I don't know how little that musicians actually get from a Spotify stream, but I think it's something like not point not 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 two pence. Oh, my so, gosh. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if you get a thousand streams, it's still only a couple of pounds. And the cost it is, it has to make the music in the first place, the payment just doesn't cover it. So if you want to be a musician who's unsigned, it kind of has to be crowdfunded and your audience has to be so supportive mm. and be able to support you with money because otherwise it's just not possible. Mm. Mm. So one of the things you speak about quite a lot on your social media is your identity and your sexuality. <laughs> so do you feel like there is much connection between your identity and your sexuality and the music that you produce? Um, it's coming into play more now, but I guess it's always been a part of my music. I just didn't share that. For the first couple of songs I brought out, I kind of didn't talk about it and I thought it's just not relevant I don't need to talk about it it's not come up in conversation and then it did and it became this big scary thing of oh I've not talked about this for so long that now it's hard to but I decided that actually it is really important because there's so many young queer people that don't have that role model I didn't growing up Mm -hmm. and I want to be that person to the next generation and share my story and it's a part of who I am and I shouldn't hide it. Did you ever feel that being true to yourself would potentially hinder your progression in the industry or was it that something that never really bothered you and you just wanted to like show yourself and be true to yourself? It can be hard everyone's always got an opinion but I think the industry is growing so much in acceptance and education And I'm quite lucky that I'm in an industry where I can be whoever I want to be because there's not many jobs where you could wear what you want, do what you want, who and be who you want. But there's always going to be people that don't agree with that. So, Yeah, you just got to move on. Yeah. Um, So what's been your favourite thing about creating music? Oh, kind of the release that I get from it. All my songs are really personal and tell stories from my life and experiences that I've had so getting to sit down and kind of pour all that emotion out and then put it out into the world and just let it fly is really beautiful when I'm really hurting over something or it's been on my mind a lot I sit down and I write about it and I get to put it to one side after and say okay that's done with I don't have to think about it anymore Mm. Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of like writing in a diary or something and just getting it out of your system. So, um, A lot of people love producing and creating music, but a lot of people do actually struggle with songwriting. Um, like you said, it's kind of good for you because it's an escapism. But do you ever get stuck for ideas for songs? And when you do, how do you kind of get that inspiration? 
God, always. Writer's block is the worst. I've had it a bit at the moment, but I think trying to write a song every couple of days really helps me, even if I don't use it and it's awful. <laughs> something. It's that accomplishment at the end being like, oh, it might be awful. I might never use it, but it's done. Yeah. Little things like taking inspiration from other artists like I'll listen to a specific style for an hour or so and go right I'm gonna write a song inspired by funk inspired by Elvis just inspired by something I wouldn't normally do or there's really cool techniques out there like the cut-up technique just finding a technique that works for you because it's something every musician struggles with. Well, what advice would you give for small artists who want to create music? Like, what were the first few steps that you took when you decided you wanted to create music? Just being brave. It's so difficult. At the start, I remember putting out my first ever song and I was sat days before Googling how to do it because you don't have someone there to tell you a lot of the time. You just have to be brave to do the work and put yourself out into the world and message people and ask for things. It's just a lot of bravery. Mm. So going back to your identity then, have you ever experienced difficulties as someone who identifies as queer? Do you get any hate or maybe struggles with people you don't quite understand? Mm, always I guess there's people who don't agree I had an experience recently with someone I knew which was very uncomfortable it's someone I have to see a lot as part of my career and Mm. it was some hurtful things were said but you just have to remove yourself from that situation and be proud enough of yourself to take them steps and go actually I went to the people in my education asked to be moved out of their classes because I don't have to sit with that Mm-hmm. And you can block people, and do you know what? There's no need to be sensitive to them. Yeah. If they're saying things that are hurtful to you, just block them. It's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. They'll never know. And I think mm-hmm. just being empowered in yourself to be able to do that and step away from the pain and the hurt because you don't have to listen to it. Just because you're queer or you talk about being queer doesn't mean that you've opened yourself up to that negativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not an excuse, really. So do you mind me asking when you kind of um, kind of started talking about this on your social media and maybe to your friends and things? Um, my friends have known since I was quite young. I think I came out when I was 14, 15. So my parents, my family and my friends have known for a long time. But mm-hmm. because it had not come up in conversation on my social media, it was... I think sometime last year when I brought out my song Troubled Mind, which is about my current girlfriend, and I was like, oh, I kind of need to talk about it now. And since Mm -hmm. then, I've taken it as a bit of a standpoint to tell people the things I know and educate other people, because I always say that education is a first step to acceptance. Yeah. So relating to that, what do you think is maybe the biggest problem at the moment within or surrounding the queer community? I think that we get blamed for a lot of things. I don't know if you were aware, I think it was last week, of the Mr Potato Head situation. No. I think <laughs> I heard something about that. <laughs> what happened was that the Mr Potato Head brand came out and said they were changing the name on the box to just Potato Head. And everyone thought that they were then saying 
that Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head no longer had gender, which then was blamed on the queer community, saying of that we have to be against all the genderization and stuff like that. And they were so angry at us and we didn't ask for it. And actually it was just the name on the box which was changing and it was the company that decided to. Mm. They get oversensitive and it gets blamed on us. Mm. And it's times like that, like the rainbow poppy issue. It's again and again on mm-hmm. social media. Things are getting done by straight people or by companies and it comes back negatively on us. Mm. We we did have a debate with someone about that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, moving on. <laughs> um, what can be done to help increase awareness or issues surrounding sexuality and gender? Just education, just not being afraid to ask questions. I always say to people, don't be scared to ask me anything. If you're not sure about something and you ask me, I know that you're actually opening yourself up to learning and being proactive about it. Whereas if you don't and you turn to hate instead, and that's the worst thing you can do, just educating yourself. And if you're unsure, having a Google, asking people you know that might understand it, because then you're a step closer. Because to be honest, no one else can understand the experiences of someone that's queer or different to you in any way but you can ask them to explain it to you yeah so what is some advice you'd give to your younger self about discovering and defining yourself just don't try so hard (laughs) (laughs) for so long like I really struggled with it when I was young it was a running joke between my friends before I came out that I was a lesbian which really get hard for me because I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm so angry about it. Instead, I could have just put my hands up and gone, yeah, I am, a lot sooner. And they were wonderful when I came out. They were all so supportive. And I hid myself from that for so long just because I was scared to admit what they already knew. Hmm. I know you said earlier that your granddad inspired you. Um, but do you have any other people that you admire or anyone who inspired you either through owning your sexuality or through music or both? Um, I take a lot from musicians in the act of how they act. Mm-hmm. So I take a lot from Elvis because of his outfits and Dolly Part and just from her attitude. King Princess at the moment is amazing. Harry Styles just in owning themselves (laughs) and being so unapologetic of who they are Ola Gartland is killing it I take a lot from her musically there's just so many amazing musicians dead and live like there's so much to take from (laughs) um well finally what are your future goals whether it's through your music career or maybe stepping into a different direction I am currently working on my next track that's still in the demo stages so that'll be coming out in the next six months in the next year and a half I've got a fully written EP that will be coming out and some point in the next few months the music video to my last track will be coming out so there's a lot going on you've got got it all planned out I'm jealous Um, well thank you Millie so much for joining us on this episode we really enjoyed talking to you um, do you want to take a minute to tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can find your music on social media and things like that? 
You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Millie Milner Music, and you can find my music on all major streaming platforms at Millie Milner. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you want to find us elsewhere, you can follow our Instagram at The Little Women Podcast, where you can ask future guest questions, hear about new episodes coming up, and also see what we get up to behind the scenes. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and give us a five-star rating. We upload every other Sunday, so we'll see you then for a brand new episode.